Hello, and welcome to the TV Movie Rewind Podcast with Matt and Ty. Hi, everyone. Today we're doing something a little special, something we hadn't really planned to do, but it being the holiday season, Thanksgiving's just passed, and Christmas and, and New Year's is coming up, and I always associate the holidays with the, you know, Charlie Brown, Snoopy, Peanuts, and vice versa. Usually if I'm <laughs> tweeting out a happy holiday on social media, it's usually, you know, Snoopy or Peanuts related. Right. Right. Because it, it just, it's that, uh, that special, I mean, again, the two biggest, of course, are, you know, it's a Charlie Brown Christmas and it's the great pumpkin Charlie Brown. Right. Right. Uh, and, you know, this is most of my experience with the peanuts anyway. I mean, the, uh, the comic strip was long running. It was, it was running, I think up until Charles Schultz's relatively recent death. Um, but I mean, three years ago, d- uh, well, again, relatively recent, especially given the specials that we're talking about when they aired, but, true. um, yeah, is it that long ago? I said, I thought it was more recent than that, but, but at any rate, the point, the point is the same. Like I, I'm like you, like, this was this was like a signifier of the holiday uh, was when these specials started showing up. Um, and again, most of my um, exposure to the um, to the peanuts in general. And, you know, I, I remember again, it was one of those things like I remember liking as a kid when you suggested doing it. I'm like, you know, why not? I haven't seen really any of these in probably the better part of 35 plus years. And um you know, it's one of those questions that we have with most of the stuff on this podcast. You know, does, does it hold up? Is there still entertainment here or is it just nostalgia? And, um, you know, I had more fun with this than, than I expected. I, I, In my head, it's like, oh, yeah, the Peanuts is kind of crazy. You know, there's like no adults and there's all, you know, and Snoopy thinks he's like a World War One pilot. But when you when you really just sit there and watch it, it's just like, wow, this is just this is something. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. And Charles Schultz never really talk down to his audience no you know it's, these these were some sophisticated kids sometimes oh and, peppermint penny's a riot she gets by um with bissell as much as you can have one in something like this like her her running gag with the um well i guess you know we're going to focus on uh, race for your life charlie brown right but yes. uh, peppermint patty with her running gag of the um the voting just it gets me every time well and well it's not, does it doesn't come up specifically in this one my favorite running gag with peppermint patty from the comics is she never knew snoopy was a dog right right she always like he's that weird looking kid with the big nose right. and it it makes sense because snoopy don't act like a dog no in, in no. the comics or anything he's always walking up on his hind legs i mean that came later yeah. that kind of evolved but you know Snoopy, like we'll see in this movie, he's riding a motorcycle. Right. I mean, in, in what's possibly my favorite one, especially because it's one of the ones I remember the most. Is, yeah. Like, you know, he's their chaperone when they go to France. Yes. And Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown and Don't Come Back. Yeah. He's the chaperone. He's driving him around. He stops at, to play at Wimbledon. Yes. He's driving the car. Yeah. Probably because in dog years, he was the only one old enough to drive. This is very true. And like you, you occasionally hear adults, but you never really see them. No. Um, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting world they live in. It's, all, it's, it's not quite Lord of the Flies because there is structure there. Uh, but, you know, the way that they act amongst themselves, it pretty much is just their world. Yeah. Yeah. But there was, you know, uh, yeah, we didn't have 
the peanut strip wasn't in the newspaper we got daily, so yeah. we would only see it if we, you know, when we would visit our grandparents and they would have the Boston Herald that carried right. the peanut strip. Right, the Sunday but, paper and stuff, yeah. Yeah, for us it was those specials, and there was there was a bunch of specials that were from the 60s through the 70s for literally just about everything, you know, whether it was summer vacation, for the holidays, they had one for Arbor Day, they had yep. one for Valentine's Day, you know, they had all sorts of them, and I just loved them. And I just remember sitting. In, we we knew what was to be coming on because mm-hmm. they'd be advertised ahead of time, and you know we'd be sitting in front of the TV waiting, and the the CBS special emblem would come spinning up at the screen yep. and with that music, and you know, just enraptured by you know the Peanuts characters for thirty minutes, and I'd always get this feeling of melancholy when usually at the end of those episodes, when when Charlie Brown and Linus would walk up to that brick wall. And lean on the brick wall and basically discuss, you know, the lessons learned from the episode or whatever. And I always get this little feeling of, you know, melancholy because I knew it was ending. I knew the, right. the episode was over and didn't know when the next special was going to be airing and when I was going to see Charlie Brown, Snoopy, and my Peanuts friends again. You under attack by chattery teeth? It's yeah, it's the uh, it's it's the pipes again. It's I'm I'm in the hold of my ship, Matt. I'm, I'm oh, crossing okay. the Atlantic. This. That, that would have been perfect to record to you. You five seven one, yes. The rivets perfect. are popping. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting pinged. Yeah, yeah. No, the the pipes in this apartment are something else. Well, we we must persevere. I mean, well, this is like part of it too. Is like this the holidays in in a way was our um, our DVD system. Like, you know, even though we had um, VHS, you know, at the time, tape was kind of expensive, and it wasn't always like immediately thought to record the stuff. It was just, oh, it comes around the holiday, and that's when you watch it. Like, um, I mean, for the longest time when we were growing up, like you, you saw it was appointment viewing, if, at least if you cared, and for us, it usually was, at least maybe until we got older. But like, you would watch, um, f- for example, Wizard of Oz at like the same time every year that was the only time yeah. it was on everybody watched it it was like the wizard of oz time and that was it and it made it all the more special for sure yeah and you know the 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 like i said it was the 60s and the 70s where most of these specials aired on tv they had four feature films starting in uh 1969 with the boy named charlie brown then in 1972 came Snoopy Come Home, which is my least favorite because it's just sad. It is, yeah. Then there's came in, in, in 1977, On My Birthday, yep. the one we're going to be discussing, Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown, which is my favorite. And then the final one in 1980 was, well, I shouldn't say final one. Yes, because um, there's the movie. The, the 2015 Peanuts film. Right. But in 1980 came Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, and Don't Come Back. And I only think the reason that's my second least favorite is because at the time it came out, it played HBO a lot. It played on TV it was on a lot. lot. So, yeah, you know, yes. it's one of those those familiar familiar familiarity breeds contempt. Fair enough. Yeah, it was sort of like the uh, smells like teen spirit of the HBO rotation or whatever of the day. You're right. It was it's certainly the one I saw the most and probably is why I remember it the best. <laughs> Yes, yes, but uh, for some reason, uh, 
Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown has a this is a special place in my heart. And I bought the DVD set of all the four movies specifically to get Race for Your Life. Oh, I know. Um, I, I like a boy named Charlie Brown. Um, I still often sing the I Before E song that was written for that. That was, that was from that? All the rules, yes. Oh, I you know, didn't know that. That's the one where he's in the spelling bee. And... You know, everybody's cheering him on. Yeah. It makes it to the like the nationals and he goes away to the city with Linus and Blanket and he makes it all the way oh, to the wow. final round and misspells. What word does he misspell? Do you remember? No. Oh Beagle. 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 Yeah, 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 yep. yeah, yeah. 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 He misspells Beagle. That blockhead. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I forgot that's where that came from. Oh wow. Yeah. So Race for Your Life, Charlie Brown is their wilderness adventure film where the lack, Slash of, adult film. Su- <laughs> the lack of adult supervision is, you know, like really. It's off the charts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, going to France with the dog as the chaperone seems considerably more reasonable than, than just leaving these kids out to the elements and raging rivers and such and, and sociopathic. Uh, who campers. planned this rafting route? Yeah, which takes them over waterfalls and, and blasting sight and zone. yeah and yeah. During the you know I, I, they never specifically say, but I, I got to imagine it's somewhere in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, yeah, because the weather is all over the place too. It's up in the mountains. Point. Yeah, because yeah, where it would snow overnight, but be bright and sunny the next day, or whatever. But you know, again, it was just another way of Ch- Charles Schultz not just du- not dumbing things down. No. You know, he knew kids had their own little worlds they lived in and their own imaginations and their own logic. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff that made sense to them. And it, it is does make sense in its own way. Yeah. 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 But, you know, it's that's they're all on the bus on the way to Camp Remote. Yeah. Uh, and they're being followed by Snoopy, who's riding a chopper with, <laughs> with um, Woodstock. And he's got his. He's got a helmet on that's obviously meant to... Um, yeah, it's very reminiscent of Easy Rider. To pay homage to Easy Rider with this chopper. And when they stop for snacks and supplies, you know, Charlie Brown gets left behind by the bus and Snoopy has to ride in the way. And it's got this great little, some very nice, cool first-person animation. Yes. Snoopy rides a neat scene. on the motorcycle and Charlie Brown is all, oh, oh no, look out. Because apparently he's comfortable riding on a chopper with his dog driving the, the motorcycle. Right. But not at those reckless speeds. No, that's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. This, is, this is insane. Yeah. So, you know, they get to the they get to the camp and they meet the camp bullies who were almost written by Stephen King. Yeah. Which, you know, they're those just vicious bullies for no reason right no particular reason not only are they just mean but like sadistic well and, and cruel. they have they have their cat brutus which i think may be a a somewhat domesticated bobcat oh man it's, it's huge and it's vicious fun fact vo- voiced by the same guy who voiced uh bluto in the older uh popeye serials oh neat yeah so he would have voiced bluto and, and brutus. brutus yeah so it's kind of a fitting name. Right. 
And, you know, one of the first things the kid picks on him is Charlie Brown's, hey, your name's Charlie Brown. Hey, everybody, check out the kid with the weird name. Yeah. Charlie Brown, how is that he's even got a the, weird name? Yeah, he's got the most straightforward name of most of them. Yeah, he's hanging out with kids named Linus and Schroeder and, you know, Peppermint Patty. Peppermint Patty, yeah. And Charlie Brown's the weird name? <laughs> right. But, I mean, it's, know, the, it's the running theme of Charlie just being getting picked on, like yeah. just for being Char- poor Charlie Brown. And the cat's kind of vicious, and they're they're picking on Sally, who you know Sally, of course, has to, um, you know, you're my big brother, Charlie Brown. Beat him up, show him what for. And right. of course, the bullies are all ready to. Hey, look at the kid with the weird, the round-headed kid with the weird name wants to rumble. And fortunately, his buddy Linus is there with his trusty blanket and Linus goes all lash LaRue on right. him with his blanket, whipping him away, <laughs> saving the, the day. Yeah. So uh, they, they divide up, of course, into the camps. The girls are on one side, the boys are on, you know, the other and uh, Peppermint Patty, you know, when they get into the tent, she's set up, she's got a waterbed, man. Well, but not only that, you know, they, they showed that there was a bunch of kids in this camp. Right. And we see we see um, Violet and Pigpen and, you know, a couple of the other kids that don't yeah. have any lines. Like, apparently the, the one who, who I only just remembered today because of Jeopardy, I guess Frida is in this. She doesn't have a speaking part, but she's in the background somewhere. Yeah, you see them all there, but it re- I mean, you know, again, uh, economy of characters. Sure. It focuses on our four for the girls are Peppermint Patty, Marcy, Lucy, and Sally. And then the four boys it focuses on is Charlie Brown, Linus, Schroeder, and Franklin. And then Snoopy and Woodstock are their own team, and the bullies are their own team. But Peppermint Patty has a great, well, you, you brought up, has a great running gag yeah. throughout the, the thing. It cracks me up every time. She wants it to be a democracy that she leads. For every decision. But Everything. for every decision, there has to be a vote. Right. And before they can pass out the val- ballots and vote who will be the leader of the cabin, they have to vote on who will pass out the ballots for them to vote on. And it's important to know, as Matt pointed out before, there's only four of them. So you can already see the flaw in this voting plan. Well, even when they vote for when, when they vote for for tent leader, everybody votes for themselves, right? And Peppermint Patty says, "Well, I guess I'll have to cast a deciding vote, and my vote is for Peppermint Patty." Okay, there we go. I'm democratically elected, fair and square. And you know, again, I was watching this movie, and it was the first time it kind of came to me. It's like, I wonder if Marcy's last name is Dinkley. Because she yes. could certainly be related to Velma Dinkley in uh, Scooby Doo. She does look like, yeah, because she's even got like a, uh, she's even got like an orange getup. She's got the same hair, same glasses. Yeah, it would kind of be a neat crossover of uh, Charlie Brown and Scooby Doo. They I... all have their own dogs. They have, you know, the the Charlie Brown gang did ha- kind of have to solve the mystery in the Chateau of the Bad Neighbor and Bon Voyage, right. Charlie Brown. Both both Patty and Snoopy, they, they came prepared, right? Because Snoopy, yes. Snoopy's got like a television. He's got ice cream and everything in his tent. Patty, I mean, granted, it's mostly due to Marcy, has, you know, waterbed. They, 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 they got their stuff together. Snoopy has that um, 
fourth dimensional pocket, I right. would like to call it, where, you know, he can pull stuff out of anywhere. You know, just like his doghouse contains all these things that couldn't possibly fit inside the doghouse. Yeah, like, what does he keep that motorcycle? You know, it's the same with the little, you know, their raft starts out as an inner tube, but they're able to re- erect a full sail out of it and pack all their gear into the inner tube. I forgot just how surreal these can be. And I think yes. that's what helps them hold up is just like they're they're not yeah, they're hard. So they're hard fun. to. Yeah, it's like exactly. They're, they're just fun. Right. They're just pure fun. And, and like aside from the nostalgia, like it, it held up more than that. It really and did, just because it gets it gets sillier and sillier as it goes, and you're just going with it. Fun, simple animation that's just yeah. wonderful it to just look works. at. Yeah. Sometimes it's just like, you know, they give you these panoramic views where they've drawn in this big river, and they just show the rafts floating down the river as if it's like they're doing a crane shot from well far away. Right. You know, it's just, it, it's, it's, it's just so much fun to watch. Absolutely. So, as you mentioned, you know, Patty, Patty's, you know, gets elected as the leader of the girls' tent, and she finds out, oh, well, it looks like I got this water badge, which, yeah, for some reason, there's a water bed in the girls' tent that she claimed for herself. Um, the boys are over in their tent just making up their beds and bunks and, you know, having their time, and as Lucy and Sally are kind of tucking themselves in for, for the night, she kind of mentioned, Lucy mentioned, you know, I know it's weird, but I don't know if I can go to sleep without somebody tucking me in and yes. kissing me goodnight. And Peppermint Patty kind of reflects that. Like, yeah, you know, it is something comforting about somebody coming to check on you, make sure you're tucked in and kissing you goodnight. Well, who should come in but Snoopy, who jumps from bed to bunk to bunk. Snoopy's the best. Kissing them all goodnight and tucking you in. But unfortunately, when he jumps on right. the water bed with Peppermint Patty, you just get this, you know, again, it's completely it's, ridiculous. Right. It's such but, a it's such a basic gag, but I don't know. There's something about the animation and, the, and the two the of them. It, it does make me, it made me laugh. I'm sorry. It the did. way they're both bouncing yeah. around and like, oh, oh no. It's craziness, but it's like, fun. Like, I know it's not Rick and Morty, but man, I thought it was pretty funny. I liked, I liked it. It made me chuckle. Simple, say fun. The running and, got, and the running gags between like Snoopy and Brutus are are, are amusing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I think this works so well. Uh, even when Snoopy is later, you know, like his on his doghouse, he sleeps. Yes. Well, it's funny because at first he's inside the tent eating his ice cream, watching TV, watching a western, yeah. watching a western, which um, I want to say is High Plains Drifter for some reason. Sure. But, would, would it have been out in 1977? Or 77? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. All I right. believe High Plains of Drifter was early 70s. I'll have to... I mean, I guess we, we'll use our clock to say that's what he was watching. That's canon now. It's a, it's, it can be a trivia question. So, you know, the next day is where they start with their, you know, physical, act, you know, the, the, the camp competitions, and they have a tug of war with the bullies which yep. of course they lose it goes and... about the way you'd think it would yeah yeah but the 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 movie really kicks off with the raft race which is going to be a full river oh yeah camping everything water rapid <laughs> overnight race through the mountains with no adult supervision 
and across some of the most dangerous territory you could possibly imagine. How old? Did they ever say how old the Peanuts characters are? Like eight? I want to say they're all about ten. You think the double digits? Yeah. I want to say they're probably the same age as, uh, you know, the Simpsons kids. Okay. All right. Um, Linus, uh, Lucy, I believe, is the oldest because I know Linus is her younger brother. Right. And Linus is in the same grade as Charlie Brown. So Lucy's probably about a year older than them. And Sally, I want to say, is probably about two years younger than them. Okay. So, yeah, maybe 10 to 8. Regardless, you know, Regardless, they all yeah. have, they all, you know, the kids, um, the bully kids mentioned how, like, they were number one in camp, you know, two years ago and number one last year. And they're going to be number one this year. And you see their raft, which is this high tech, yeah. you know, pontoon it's, raft with radar and a motor. It's, it's something straight out of, um, oh, uh, uh, what was that, John Q's? One Crazy Summer? Was it One Crazy Summer? Yes. Yeah, it's like that. <laughs> it's kind of like that. Yeah. Well, they got like the um, souped up. Yeah, they got the whole like high tech souped up, quote unquote, raft. It's really a riverboat. It's, it's a night landing vehicle for yeah. a tactical, you know, right. response team. Well, yeah, and that's right. Cause she mentions they have like GPS and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, radar. Uh, the, the boys have uh, basically a wooden raft that is supported by four inner tubes. None of them thinking to bring an air pump. And the girls have a big um, yellow raft, which you would normally see people doing whitewater rafting in. Right. And then Snoopy and Woodstock have their inner tube with their giant sail. Right. So, you know, immediately the bully starts, you know, bragging on how they're going to win the race because for some reason they're allowed to have a motor on yeah. their boat. Yeah. It's not even hidden. It's it's right there. Well, I guess it's not like they're going to be any adults to tell them that that's not right. <laughs> like, who's going to tell them? Hey, it's all, all's fair in river rafting. I guess so. Yeah. And of course, while they're bragging, they get their comeuppance by crashing into a pier. Yes. And, you know... The, Rather the others... violently, I might add. They yeah. Should be, you'd be very dead. <laughs> but that's, obviously, that's not this kind of cartoon, but it's like, damn. Yeah, that, that shouldn't have... Yeah, you, you shouldn't be getting up from that. The, the others continue on with Snoopy basically taking the lead. Yes. And, well, because he's the start... only one who knows what he's doing, it seems. So, o- overnight, you know, as they're resting, you know, the bullies, you know, get free of the, their crash pier and, again, take the lead. And the first sociopathic thing they do yeah. is when they get to the fork in the river, there's a sign warning. Don't go this way down the river. It's a blasting zone. Yes. We're doing blasting here. It's not like shortcut versus long cut, you know, we'll make them go the long way. It's let's get them killed. (laughs) Let's get them killed. I mean, I can't say for definite certainty that was their aim, but I don't know what else because it was a short, as we'll find out, that was a much shorter way to go. Yes. So they were trying to get them killed (laughs) is the way I look at it. They change the sign, laugh maniacally, and keep going. And yeah, like there's no other way to interpret that. Along, you know, Snoopy is up ahead of the rest, so he goes down that way. And when when the the girls come upon it, they're like, "Okay, there's a fork in the the river. 
back out the ballots. We have to decide which way to vote, which way to go. And, you know, Charlie Brown comes along and, you know, they're all kind of, they're questioning it. Like, it seems like, you know, this is the way the science says to go, but it seems wrong. It seems like it's taking us away from the main river. And Charlie Brown logically says, well, I mean, there's the sign right there warning us. That's the way we're supposed to go. So that's the way we should go. Plus, I just saw Snoopy going around the back. No. I can I can I can understand why that wasn't their first thought. <laughs> you know. So they head down that way and it's not long before they come across another sign warning about how there's blasting yeah. on <laughs> Tuesdays and Thursdays. No, again, a very basic gag, obviously for children, but even as a forty seven year old man, I, I chuckled through <laughs> I chuckled through this whole exchange. And they're like, uh, Charlie Brown, what day is it? Um, it's Thursday. And all of a sudden, blasting goes off. And an avalanche of rock closes off the river. And they're like, oh, no, the way is blocked. What do we do? So, so again, not- so so again, like not only so I'm sorry, but, you, you know, when they're going down and they're going through this exchange, like not only is it the right day, but it's exactly the right time. These bullies knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> they timed it perfectly. It's crazy when you think about it. And Very instead dark. of just being grateful they survived the experience, they're like, oh no, how do we continue the race with the, the way right. blocked? Fortunately, Snoopy's there to save the day because Snoopy jumps on a bulldozer and clears the rubble so they can continue on with the race. Which implies, I guess, this blasting just goes on blindly at 10 o'clock and that's all there is to it because like, no one even notices the beagle taking the uh, bulldozer and, and clearing the well, children away. <laughs> Well, you could argue that, you know, they set the blast, they time it, and then they leave the area for safety. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. You could also argue, if I was a construction, you know, if I was a a blast foreman, and I see a beagle run up to a bulldozer and start driving the bulldozer, I'm going to want to see how that plays out. Also fair. Yes, this is very fair. So... Uh, you know, they, they continue on as as it turns out, you know, yeah, it's a shortcut that the way they've been sent. So, yeah, it turns out now they're ahead of the bullies again. Unfortunately, the weather changes rapidly in that oh, area. Yeah. A heavy storm comes in and the river starts raging and uh Snoopy. It's like something got a perfect storm. Yeah. Snoopy and Woodstock are Woodstock are shipwrecked. This part's sad. I mean, everything works out. It's a freaking cartoon. But this whole exchange, man, where, so- where Snoopy's like wandering along, all like lost and forlorn and worried about uh, Woodstock well, and howling. Like, it's just sad. <laughs> they all get off the river overnight. And Snoopy is is separated from Woodstock. You know, the next morning, he starts looking for Woodstock. And, you know, he howls at the moon, hoping Woodstock will find him. And right. you see Woodstock all alone and shivering, trying to find his way. And uh, the next morning, Snoopy's uh, packing up the raft. And he's just about, he's starting to leave. But he's like, no, I can't leave my friend behind. And he, you know, basically quits the race and 
starts searching for Woodstock. The boys and the girls come along soon after recognizing Snoopy's raft and, you know, Charlie Brown worried about his dog is like, well, we can't, we got to look for Snoopy. And, you know, the boys all agree. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to look for Snoopy and Peppermint Patty and the girls alive and say, well, what's, what's going on, Chuck? What, what's happening? And Charlie Brown tells the situation and Peppermint Patty and the girls agree that they're going to help to look for Snoopy. But first they have to vote. On whether they're going to join the boys in the search or search on their own. Right, right. What I like about this exchange between all of them is that the question wasn't, do we help them or not? It's how do we help them? Yes. Uh, Because they didn't even question the fact they would have to give up the race. It's like, all right, we're looking for Snoopy. How do we do it? Do we go together or do we split up? Which I thought was great. Like there wasn't even a, it wasn't even a hesitation. I thought that was So the girls vote to go it on their own. And they, the group separate, searching for Snoopy. Um, during the night, again, this takes place over a couple of days. Nobody right. seems to be searching for these children after right. the storm. Right, right, <laughs> right. Like this apocalyptic storm. I mean, when they're showing it again, it's may, maybe it's like the surrealism of a child's perspective and it's not that bad or something like that. I don't know. But I mean, what they're showing you is basically something out of a perfect storm. You know, these huge swells and the, you know, yeah. And, and and presumably the adults are just like, eh, well, yeah, I'm sure it'll work out. So during the night again, Snoopy comes across a cabin where, you know, he decides he's going to spend the night. And while he's going to bed, there's a really rough, violent knock at the door, which yes. I wouldn't answer. I Hell would no. Corner. But he goes and answers and it's a bear. And of course, Snoopy freaks out, but that makes the bear freak out. And Thankfully, goes running off into the woods, and Snoopy goes and hides. And you know, um, the next day, Snoopy continues the search and is able to finally uh, reunite with Woodstock. They find each other. They somehow ended up on opposite sides of the river, but you know, Snoopy's very happy to see his. It's friend. a very cute reunion. He goes running towards them, and you know. Thinks in the river, but comes yes. back up, and he and Woodstock are reunited. And I'm going to say, like, my Whippistle Award is going to go to Bill Melendez, who's not only the director and animator, one of the animators, but he's also the voice of Snoopy and Woodstock. Yes. And he just brings such joy to the, you know, their happy voices. Yes. No, it was a, it was a very heartwarming reunion. Because, again, it was very sad when they were apart. Even though I knew it would work out, it was just sad. Charlie Brown and his gang happen across the cabin next. And, you know, they, they decide that they're going to stay there and make it their home base. And a few minutes later, Peppermint Patty and the girls show up and, you know, like, oh, you know, the, the, first, you know, Peppermint Patty's complaining about the dinner that's, you know, right. Charlie Brown is just preparing, like, why don't you join us? We're just about to eat. And she's like, what is this, cold cereal? What is this, Chuck? You don't know how to, you don't know how to treat your guests. And this, yeah, the place is dingy. It's It's dirty. <laughs> But, uh, you know, Snoopy and Woodstock arrive shortly after, and it's another big celebration. Everybody's happy, and, you know, they start playing music on a on an old uh, Vitrola they find there. And Snoopy and, and Pepper and Patty start waltzing. And um, Yeah, apparently the dog can waltz. Yeah. Sally wants Linus to dance with her, and, of course, Linus refuses. 
Lucy wants Schroeder to dance with her, and of course, Schroeder refuses. Franklin's a player. Franklin, he starts dancing with Marcy. With Marcy, right? Yeah. Yeah. He and Marcy are, you know, having fun. And Charlie Brown is like, gee, I wonder if anybody will ask me to dance. And it's like, well, one, there's no one left. The only one left. Right. And two, why don't you ask Lucy? I mean, yeah, you know, Lucy's going to turn you down. And, you know, Sally's your sister. But, you know, I don't think anybody's coming up to ask you, Charlie. So they reunited, and now it's time to decide, you know, it's, they're going to bed in for the night. But Peppermint Patty brings up, well, wait a minute, you guys, you can't right. sleep in here with us. You know, the, the guys, should, we're going to vote. Right. We're, we're going to be separated. Bust out the ballots again to see whether you guys sleep outside or we sleep inside. Mm. And, of course, the Which, board, again, it, it, the math doesn't check. <laughs> You know, <laughs> the the boys are uh, voted out and they're sleeping outside in the snow. And after they sleep outside in the snow and Peppermint Patty comes out the next morning, she's like, all right, you guys, where's our breakfast? And Charlie Brown's like, you know, cold cereal? Where's the bacon? Where's the eggs? And finally, Charlie Brown stands up for him. He finally snaps, yeah. Yeah, you know. We found the cabin. You guys kick us out, and now you're complaining about the breakfast? The bullies have come along during all this, and they start sabotaging the rafts and taking off. So now that they only have is Snoopy's inner tube and the girls' raft, it's decided they're going to, the, the girls and boys are going to team up and continue the race together with Charlie Brown as their leader. And Snoopy and Woodstock again, striking out on their own. And the bullies again, you know, now they put out the sign that says shortcut that sends these kids on a flume ride, yes. you know, down this dangerous flume. They sabotage a water wheel so they've been trapped on the top. And the kids are all thought, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. <laughs> Yeah, and Charlie Brown, you know, saves the day by saying, "I guess it's up to me." To I'm laughing, but it was a funny scene. <laughs> well, it's meant to be funny, yeah. you know. Charlie, Brown I mean, they're terrified. Down but... and you know, freeze the wheel, and they're like, "Charlie Brown, he's gonna save us!" Yay, Charlie Brown! And I want to just mention all the while, this is all intercut, which is again just wonderful. You know, nice to look at animation of them sailing down the river. With some suitably corny music and songs. Right, it's very seventies. Yeah, the music. Right, the music's very seventies. Very, you know, very woodsy, granola kind of folksy, as like, you would expect. But uh, you're right. Like the the way that the way it's animated is, you do really get a sense of the scenery, even though it's fairly basic. You know, animation. It's it's still well done. It's like it's still framed like a movie. Yeah. So it comes down to, you know. Charlie Brown has decided, all right, here's how we're going to win. The boys are going to paddle, paddle. You girls are going to duck down to, you know, uh, cut out the wind resistance. And we're going to paddle. And they start paddling their little hearts out. And they're winning. And they're coming up on the finish line. And Peppermint has like, yay, you did it out. Charlie Brown and all the girls like, yay. And as they jump up out right, of the. For joy. Uh, uh, ju- they knock the boys into the river. So now they have to vote on whether they continue the race and go back yeah. and save the drowning boys. 
now and and rightfully snow rightfully so when it was snoopy it's like yeah we're all in how do we help and then with the, the boys are in the water it's like all right well yeah so while they go back to save the boys the bullies make their way past them and they're cheering ha, we, we're winning we're gonna win but just before they reach the finish line their very beaten and battered boat sinks and now Snoopy and Woodstock floating by on their inner tube are about to win when that mean, awful cat slashes their inner tube, sinking Snoopy. Woodstock is able to gather up some twigs and a leaf and build his own raft. And Woodstock ends up winning the race. He gets the big trophy. Snoopy finally lays a haymaker on that darn cat. Gets his comeuppance. And it's a happy ending for all. And, they, you know, summer camp is over and they're all happy and they're heading back. And once again, Charlie Brown is left behind on the bike, mm-hmm. on the bus. <clears throat> he has to um, he has to ride with Snoopy back to civilization. And that wraps up the movie. And, you know, again, it's just I don't know if so much holds up. I don't know if, like, you know, the new, you know, kids, I don't want to be like kids these days, but. I'm Does not the sure summer camp th- thing still hit like it did seem to in the 70s and 80s? Well, but even the summer camp thing is, you know, the the, the Peanuts cartoon, while it's still out there and, you know, um, for lack of a better word, reruns. I don't know if, you know, the, it still has the presence because, you know, there was the 2015 film, but that wasn't it didn't do well and night before that it was 1980 and then in 83 and 85 there was a saturday morning peanuts cartoon but really by 1985 the peanuts gang were almost relegated to met life commercials right I mean, they're still on greeting cards. Like I said, you can still buy their books and they still appear in comics. So I know they're still popular enough to be out there, but I, I don't know if, you know, uh, if a kid today would would watch a Peanuts cartoon and care. I don't know if it's paced well enough for them because this movie is, you know, it kind of takes its time. It's not slow or boring, but it's not rapid fire the way a lot of stuff tends to be today to kind of keep the kids attention. No, but I think it depends on the, I think it depends on the, 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 the time and, and it also temperament, just like anything else, just like any other movie. I mean, I think anybody who grew up with this stuff is still going to enjoy it. I'm just not sure this will find a new generation of fans. I think if the peanuts gang is going to find a new generation of fan. It has to be somebody trying to update it, probably. It would have to be updated, yeah. It would have to be very much... Um, it would have to be of the time. Or at least, it would have to be like a parody, like an, anachron- an, an, an anachronistic parody, sort of like the Brady Bunch movies, that sort of thing. Although I should point out, you know, they do still air the Halloween and Christmas specials every year. We don't see... I mean, maybe they are on, but I never... I, I never tend to see them them advertise but 
I mean, like, they don't have the punch or energy of, like, say, a modern cartoon, especially one that, you know, folks of our age or, 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 or in between might watch. And they don't have the splendor and spectacle of a Disney cartoon either. So they do kind of fall somewhere in between. But I don't know. Uh, um, yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's 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 a tough question. Like, but to me, even if I hadn't seen this before, and I practically hadn't, and and, and that I hadn't seen it for more than three decades, um, I still I don't know. I, I liked it. I, I again, I thought the funny bits worked. I thought the just the kind of like it's it's it was sort of like um, maybe not quite, but it's sort of like the feeling that that I was getting from like Zed and Jaina through the. Um, through the super friends stuff. It was just like, there was, there was more there than I, than I thought. And uh, I don't know, somehow it just, it found me and it worked for me. Like I just found, I just found enjoyment out of it um, in, in, in certain parts of it. Again, the running gag of uh, Peppermint Patty and her, and her, um, her, her elections, like all of it. I don't know. It just worked for me. Yeah. It, it's, it's just a lot of fun. And I just, you know, one of the first box sets I bought on DVD was the Peanut 60 specials that came with the Charlie Brown Christmas. It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown. Uh, it was a short summer Charlie Brown and a couple others I, I can't think of off the top of my head. And I was just so happy to have it to watch all these things again. Because like I said, you can you can see the Great Pumpkin and the Christmas special every year. But these others are, you know, almost forgotten. And then I remembered... I actually thought it was a short summer because they go to summer camp and that was the one with the race. So when I was watching, gotcha. it, wasn't there a big race? Why do I remember a big, you know, so I had, fortunately I had the internet to look it up and I'm like, all right, well, let me see if I can get that. And I saw that they were all available in a four pack. I'm like, well, I, I got to get this and get them all. And I just, again, just so happy to sit back and watch it and just kind of relax and, and let that nostalgia take over and, and have fun with it. Um, I just, I, I just love this stuff, and I just hope it never goes away. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, we have the DVDs now, so certainly it won't. But um, I don't know. I, I, I think the stories, I, I think the stories still have a like again. The, the, the. Uh, I don't know if the, I don't know if the like familiarity of like you know the the summer camp stuff. Um, still hits the same but again i think an abusing situation is an amusing situation and uh to me this is just filled with them and, and you know it's just it's just fun um uh i had a I, like i said I, I i had a lot more fun with it than i than i expected i i i kind of thought it would be purely nostalgia and that's about it and i might not have as much to say or just say you know um or, or even as much to like really take from it but um i was I, I you know again it was it was just even like even just starting with um Snoopy coming in on that easy rider chopper. Like, it's just yeah. so silly and surreal, but it's just like, you know what, that works. It's, it's, you and know, <laughs> bouncing around on that water bed. And, yeah. And, and when Snoopy's sleeping on top of the tent, on top of the tent, yeah. and gets covered in snow, and Woodstock builds a little mountain yes. chalet on his. Actually, I forgot about that part. That really cracked me up because when you're watching, it's, it's, it's very slowly and deliberately done. Yeah, like Snoopy for, you know, Snoopy reasons. He sleeps on the top of his tent and then it snows and he's covered in snow. And Woodstock, who was sleeping inside of the tent, comes out and sees Snoopy up there. And he starts like, he starts like mountain, he's got like a grappling hook and he's climbing him. 
And it, it goes on for a good like two minutes trying to figure out exactly what Woodstock's game is here. But he tries to build a little ski chalet on top of Snoopy. It's so stupid, but I loved it. Uh, it's just, it's simple, joyful fun. It is, yeah. And I, I really, you know, especially around the holidays where we all need to take time for ourselves, at least, you know, at some point to just sit back, relax and decompress. This is just something wonderful to put on. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can still find it. This is still available on DVD. I know the holiday pa- specials are still available on DVD. These are all I can't... on Paramount now? Is it? Is it Paramount who owns these? I believe Paramount put out the the original movies. So, um, and you know what? CBS was the one that carried the specials. So yeah, maybe they are all Paramount. I mean, probably was still licensed through the Schultz estate, but right. Um, you know, some of the stuff I that I slept on, like the '70s specials, isn't available. That's out of print, but. I mean, I don't think if you inv- I think it's probably you can probably get the four movies together on DVD for ten bucks. I highly recommend you do, especially if you've got even if you don't have family. Yeah, you know, I mean, everybody's got. I mean, if you like animation, if you like if you like cartoons, especially if you like classic yeah. cartoons, if you're a fan of like, uh, especially the older Bugs Bunny stuff, like I am. Uh, no, I mean this still this still all fits. Like I said, it fits somewhere in between that and and Disney, and like a Disney spectacle. If you remember enjoying it as a kid, you probably do yourself will. a favor and just kind of bring it back. We we all need that that joy we once had. Right. It it's just it's it, it, it's nice. And it's especially, you know, it's especially easy with this one because like, you know, if you don't if you know, maybe maybe the message of some of some of them kind of, you know, might might hit you the wrong way. Um, but in this in, in this one, it's just about a silly, you know, rafting adventure. It's very cute with some sociopathic with some sociopathic that. boys. Yeah, it's like I said, it's almost a horror movie in that respect. Even Stephen King's like, man, those boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's some like, yeah, like Ace. You know, Ace. I don't know if Ace would have been would have been disturbed by them or just you know cheering him on. I don't know. I mean, that really, that's what would be my recommendation is instead of, you know, recommending other things, I recommend you track these down and get them for yourselves. Yeah. Uh, See, you know, they may even be available on some streaming service, maybe the Paramount Plus or whatever. I I, I don't know, but bring yourself back. You know, maybe you pick up, you know, a a collection of the, 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 the newspaper strips, you know, from Amazon. You know, they have those out there too. Just sit back, you know, read some old, Charlie Brown, Snoopy shenanigans, and 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 relax and and have fun. Um, do you got any recommendations? Uh, I mean, you know, just beyond checking out the other specials. Um, not, I mean, yeah, not really. Uh, again, if you're, you know, if you're a fan of, um, if you're a fan of like these cartoons, then I, I suppose it kind of recommends itself. But I mean, yeah, if if you know, look look into the old. Uh, Look into the classic, you know, Bugs Bunny stuff from the Warner Archive. Um, you know, I, it still gets a laugh out of me. Um, as far as the Charlie Brown specials, yeah, my favorite's probably still Bon Voyage Charlie Brown. Yeah. Because there's so much going on in that. Oh, yeah. There's some fun stuff yeah. there. All right. Well, 
Now it's we're gonna make, keep this one short and sweet. Uh, we're gonna do this magnificent seven degrees. Um, I'm gonna have to admit up front that yeah, I had to look up um, other things Bill Melendez had done because none of the voice actors, you know, meant anything. You know, their names meant nothing to me. And right, um, Bill Melendez, who like I said, directed this. Uh, contributed to the animation and did the voices of of Snoopy and Woodstock. Uh, also was an animator for Disney. And one of the things he did for Disney was Escape to Witch Mountain. Oh, yes. Which, which has Donald Pleasance. Oh, wow. And Donald Pleasance was in The Great Escape with James Coburn, Steve McQueen, and Charles Bronson, all of the Magnificent Seven. Fantastic. But like I said, I had to I had to look up Bill Melendez. I I didn't know that off the top of my head. Yeah, no, I mean uh, Bill Melendez is is the way to go with this because he he was um, involved in animation on so many things, including a lot of classic Warner Brothers stuff. Well, and even then they used the because uh, he passed away, you know, uh, before two thousand fifteen. But they still used recordings of his Snoopy and Woodstock yes um, voices for the two thousand fifteen movie. All right. Anything else? No, man. That, that's that's it for me. All right. With that, we'll, we'll wrap this up early. Uh, happy holidays coming up to everybody, and uh, remind you that you can follow us on X, Blue Sky, and most importantly, Letterbox under Movie Matt Sorois, all one word: M O V I E M A T T S I R O I S. We thank you for listening and hope to have you back next time. Thank you and happy holidays, April. Oh, good grief. Stay gold, people. <laughs>